What is the point that you start focusing on impact over monetary gain? Is it right from the beginning so that you're always aiming to impact at least one person? Or do you hustle your way to success and then focus on impact? These questions and more are answered in this quick episode of The Nomadic Executive Today with John Lee Dumas. Remember, Nomad fam, we've got some incredibly value-filled episodes planned out for you, so please hit that subscribe button and leave a review. Your review helps this podcast become more visible and ultimately inspire more people just like you. My name's Omar Mo, and this is The Nomadic Executive. You're listening to The Nomadic Executive, hosted by Omar from nomadables.com. Join Omar as he sits down and speaks with leading online entrepreneurs, remote workers and digital nomads about everything from business strategy to travel and lifestyle design. Together, we're here to help you achieve a life of happiness, health and freedom. And now here's your host, Omar Mo. Awesome. Welcome, JLD, John Lee Dumas. Welcome to the Nomadic Executive. Happy to have you on here. I'm fired up, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. I'm sure you've done quite a few of these already today. You're probably going to be doing quite a few more for the rest of the day. So Promo book tour, brother. That's what we do. There we go. I hope you're killing it too, man. I bought two more after that to kind of oh, my friends and family. You're the best. <laughs> you're welcome, man. So let's go ahead and dive right in. Give me a small origin story in just a few minutes. Make it quick. We know the superficial stuff about you having the being in the army for about four years as a first officer, um, being lost for quite a few years and finding entrepreneurs on fire, creating this amazing, massive entrepreneurial empire. Uh, but give me the in-between. Like, tell me about who you were as a kid and what really drove you to where you are now. Man, as a kid, I was all about athletics. I was like, you know, how can I spend as little time on school and maximize the amount of time I can on play, which for me, play with sports. You know, I was a three sport, uh, three season sport athlete. Like I just loved playing basketball and soccer and baseball and all the other sports. And that was really where my jam was at. And, um, you know, I grew up on lakes in the summer and the, in the ski mountains on the winters, cause I'm from Maine. So, you know, we had, you know, really hot summers and really cold winters. So, I mean, that was just kind of my life, which was, you know, a very enjoyable one, very sheltered. It was a very small town too. There's only 2000 people total in my town, which is kind of crazy. Cause you know, I live now in a gated community with like 10,000 people. So it was kind of like right. a different world, but you know, that was my life, man. I was just enjoying it, making the most of it, you know, being a small town country kid, doing what I can. Awesome. So what took you from sports being a small town kid to what drew you to becoming a podcast host? I mean, that's so much different than actually playing sports. And there's a huge gap in there. Cause like you mentioned, I went to college and I was in the army and then I tried law school, corporate finance, commercial real estate. So right. it wasn't until I was 32 years old. So basically, you know, 20 years after I stopped being a kid and I don't know what time you stopped being a kid, but I guess, you know, maybe around 10 or 12 years old. I don't even Hopefully know. Hopefully never, right? <laughs> Hopefully never for sure. I feel like I'm definitely a kid now. So I, you know, I maybe left a little bit of my kidness behind during my army years, but you know, now I'm back at being a kid again and it was just a huge gap. And, you know, it was honestly just me never wanting to give up that fairy tale that you have as a kid which is I'm going to be something that I'm so in love with when I grow up, like an astronaut or a professional sports player or a fireman, like, you know, whatever you think in your head at the time that you want to be as a kid, you think that because you think that's going to make you happy. And it's going to be fun. It's going to be enjoyable. 
And then most people, unfortunately, grow up and they end up having lives where they do things they hate for their, you know, their whole life and then they die. And I, at 32 years old, was just like, I've seen enough death in the military and I know how short and, and brief and fragile life is. Why not just go for it now while I'm still like young in my 30s? And that was it, man. That was that was the choice. I get it. And, and now you live a pretty much a location independent lifestyle. Right? And that's something we're really big on on this podcast because this is a digital nomad podcast at its core. We always talk about the location independent lifestyle. And now you're you're cruising in Puerto Rico. Is that right? Cruising in Puerto Rico. Been here for five years now. Every year we take an average of 75 days to travel the world. Like we just go for 75 days straight. We're in 15 countries one year. We're in five countries the next year with longer stints. Like we're always mixing and matching. Boom. That's what I'm talking about. So how are you? So just to reverse it back there for a second, um, you started this podcast quite a while back when the single daily podcast episode wasn't even a thing. So as you like to say, you were the best and the worst entrepreneurial podcast when you first started. Uh, but why a podcast? I mean, I'm sure there was a few different things across your plate. I could go this way. I could go that way. What made you want to start a podcast? And I'm sure at the beginning, you weren't the best podcast host either. I was the worst, but luckily, like you mentioned, I was the only daily podcast. So I was the only show in town, but the reality is this, like you have to know, like, what do you resonate with? Like what connects with you? And for me, I connected with podcasting. I was going on daily long walks, like listening to podcasts and like growing this intimate connection with these podcast hosts who never knew me, you know, never had any idea that I was out there. But I understood the listener side of the podcasting thing. And, you know, I'd go on social media like Instagram and Facebook and all these different channels. And I thought it was cool and fun. But, you know, I never resonated with those channels. But with podcasting, it was a platform that I just understood as a listener, as a consumer. And I said, this is the game that I want to play. This is the sandbox that I want to build my sandcastle in. And that was the decision. That's amazing. I love that story. Uh, so now after all these interviews, I have this curious question. I never heard you answer this, at least from the podcast episodes that I've listened to you, you in. What has been that one episode for you that's really stood out, that one interview? Interview on my show, Entrepreneurs on Fire. It was the first time I interviewed Aaron Walker. Um, he has this business called View from the Top. And I had never heard of Aaron before. I didn't really know what to expect going into it. I had no background knowledge of him. Um, he was just one of these interviews that I was doing throughout the day. And then, boom, we did the interview. And he said these words that just hit me like an anvil. He said, what people find when they finally achieve success is that it's time to move from success to significance. And I was like, whoa. Because like I was achieving real success at that point. I mean, I was you know, five years into my podcasting journey. I'd been making millions of dollars a year for a few years at that point. Like I had achieved success, but like those words hit me like an anvil of like, now it's time to move to significance. And I was like, wow, like that is impactful. And ever since then, I've kind of always kept those words at the top of my mind. And Aaron's actually become a great friend of mine and we've done a lot of cool things together. And um, that's it. That's really cool. So that's where this book came along then. You wanted to really get that significance, that impact, that value. This book, you nailed it. This is the significance play right here. Because listen, this book is not a, not a financial play. There's a million other things I could have done that would have generated more money, more revenue for me. 
In fact, I'm probably going to end up losing money with this book. I mean, with the bonuses that I'm giving out and all these different things, like I'm literally losing money on every single pre-order. Like he's going to hold it up right now. I mean, like I all of my journals. Like, spent all this stuff just for setting a book out, which is nuts to me, but it's amazing. Nuts. It is nuts. And it doesn't make sense. And I'm losing money and it, it's not the point. Like I'm very successful financially, business-wise, life-wise, this book is my way of giving back. And I know that some people need that extra no-brainer nudge. Like you did and you would have ordered it anyways. But there's a lot of people who would like, they needed that no-brainer, that extra nudge because, you know, frankly, they're just not action takers. And I know that if they can just get this book and they can start reading it, they're not going to be able to stop. They're going to go through the 17-step roadmap to financial freedom and fulfillment, and they're going to win. And that's what I want. I want more people winning. So I guess if you could put it in one sentence, what's the best way someone could apply the lessons they learned from that book? Listen, if you become the number one best solution to a real problem in this world, you will win. Boom. I love that answer. That's amazing. Now let's get towards the end of the podcast here a little bit, right? Um, so a couple of questions. Number one, for location independence, for what you're doing, going around the world, traveling, do you have any sort of tips that you just kind of picked up? Obviously it has its obstacles whenever you try to create or whenever you have your business and you're running it from different parts of the world, whenever you're traveling, the logistics, all of it. Do you have any like just small pieces of applicable advice that you could give to digital nomads that listen to my podcast? Yeah, download the app, trip it and use it because it's fantastic. Like I literally live out of that app when I'm traveling the world. That was like 75 days. You have this um, unbelievable peace of mind. That like every flight that you're supposed to be on has actually been booked. When to check in, when to check out your, you know, not the promo codes, but like the reservation codes, the confirmation codes. It's just all in one place. And it's such an amazing app and peace of mind. Um, man, I just not go anywhere without my app trip it. Speaking of not going anywhere with things, do you have like one thing that you like to carry no matter where you go? For me, and it's really weird, but it's a bag of rocks because I took geology in, in college and I never did anything with that ever again, but it's become my collector's items. You know, it's my iPod Nano. And it's like, you know, a lot iPod of people- Nano? Yeah, a lot of people listen to podcasts like on their phone or whatever, doing this or that. Like I've always listened to podcasts on my iPod Nano. That's what I like to do. I like to just- go for walks like with shorts and a t-shirt or like tank top. And like, I don't want to bring my phone with me because I just don't want to have my phone on me when I'm going for these like peaceful walks. And so the iPod Nano, all it can do literally is play a podcast. That's all it can do. And so I bring that with me everywhere and I love it. That's absolutely amazing. It's something I would have never expected someone to carry around. Um, literally, this is it. Ooh, I, mean, I, literally, I don't think I've seen one of those in, in years. Whenever I break one or lose one, I've got to go on eBay and pay like 10x their original cost because they don't make them anymore. Collector's items, right? It's kind of like how Pokemon cards have gotten super high. Oh, Lord. Value, right? Crazy. Mm, cool. So one final question here to end the podcast on. And this is something that I like to ask every single person that comes on my show. And that is, if you had a billboard in space... And everyone, every single morning, just like they see the sun, they look up in the sky and they see this billboard. And you can write a few sentences on that billboard to inspire and impact everyone on planet Earth. What would it be? Try not to become a person of success, but rather a person of value. Albert Einstein. That quote really resonated with you, huh? It's everything. The quote changed everything for me and 
that's the quote that I have to use. That, that is incredible. I love that quote. I'll let that sit with my audience right there. Great. Thank you so much for coming on today, JLD. Adios, brother. Appreciate you. Take care. Thank you. Thanks for the snippets of advice, JLD. Remember, if you really want to stand out amongst the masses, if you really want to cut through the noise, become the best at something, or at least the top 20%, the riches and impact will follow. See you next week. Remember, Nomad fam, we've got some incredibly value-filled episodes planned out for you, so please hit that subscribe button and leave a review. Your review helps this podcast become more visible and ultimately inspire more people just like you. Thanks for tuning in to The Nomadic Executive. If you enjoyed this episode, take a moment to leave a rating or review. Your feedback helps us reach others who need a spark of inspiration. See you next time.